Welcome to your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast with Deanna Hobbs, founder of Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, broadcasting live from our headquarters studios in Buffalo, New York. Visit us online at empoweringeverydaywomen.org. Today's inspiration is to assure you that you may be going through something hard right now, but the Lord will deliver you. Even though we cling to the promises in God's Word daily, sometimes our circumstances contradict what God's Word says. But if we can just hold on and believe in His promises, we will see God reveal Himself and prove what we already know about Him, that He is faithful to perform every word He says. Welcome to this year Tuesday, October 6th, 2020 edition of your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast. It's Deanna Hobbs here, bringing you the biggest smiles and the warmest greetings ever. I am still basking in the excitement of having completed our 14-day unedited series presented by your Cup of Inspiration. God met us through that podcast series, didn't he? And I'm grateful that you were so blessed by it. I stepped into the studio today feeling strong, and refreshed and ready to share the word of the Lord with you, my dear family. I just love you and thank God for you and your overwhelming support and encouragement to me. Thank you for tuning in around the world through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player.fm, YouTube, YourDailyCupOfInspiration.com, and wherever podcasts are heard. I know it is God who has drawn you and caused you to be a part of this growing and vibrant community of faith. Your incredible, absolutely amazing praise reports always move me and make me so grateful for the honor of sowing seeds of encouragement into your heart. Jennifer Butler from New York City submitted a praise report to the ministry and said this, Deanna, I just finished the unedited series and day 14, Move Forward, was just for me. I was molested by an uncle who died last year and never admitted what he did or apologized. And I went into a deep depression the day he died because I felt as though I would never be able to heal without his admission of guilt. But when you spoke about moving forward, even if you don't receive an acknowledgement or apology, I cried and cried because I knew that was for me. I felt God release me from years of shackles. I haven't ever felt this free. Thank you for this beautiful podcast series. It changed my life. Well, glory to the great name of God. I need some shouting room in the studio. Thank you, Jennifer, for sharing this praise report and your testimony of victory. We are all rejoicing with you today. Can we get a praise break right here? Powerful and inspiring testimonies like this remind us that God is transforming lives through this ministry. We are grateful for your support that keeps these broadcasts available online as a free resource to help others grow. If you are being blessed and you believe in our mission to share the gospel, sow a seed of any size at empoweringeverydaywomen.org donate. Thank you for your generosity. 
All right, let's get into today's word with a prayer. God, thank you for bringing us together one more time to hear a word from you. I know you sent this person to press play because you want to encourage their heart. I ask that you anoint me for this assignment so they'll leave knowing they have heard from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Daily Cut family, there was this boy who used to bully me in middle school, and I remember him well. It's so funny to me to think about how out of all the memories I lost last year, this is one of the memories that survived my brain trauma. Interestingly, more of my old memories than the more recent ones are still in my mental files. I'm not sure what that's about. But anyway, this boy's name was Shivius, and I can still see his face clear as day. Shivius used to sit right behind me in class, and every day he told me I was ugly. I mean, every single day, Monday through Friday. I would come in and sit down at my little desk in the very front of the classroom, minding my own business, not bothering anybody, just trying to get my lesson and do my work. And then he would lean in close, just above my shoulder, and say into my left ear, you are so ugly. Why are you so ugly? Ugh. You would have thought I had done something or said something mean to him. Nope. It was just an unprovoked verbal assault. I endured it every day. At first, I didn't say anything back, right? I just ignored this boy and hoped he would one day leave me alone. You know, maybe he'd get tired if I didn't give him a reaction. Nah, he didn't get tired day after day. It was the strangest thing. He'd say it again. You are so ugly. Why are you so ugly? After this went on for days and weeks, it started to bother me a little bit. The only thing that really helped me not to get too down about it was something my father told me when I was a little girl. And he used to tell this to everyone, even our church congregation from time to time, because he was my pastor too. But daddy used to say, why are you going to get upset when somebody calls you out of your name? If somebody tells you you're a bullfrog, does that mean you're a bullfrog? Are you going to start hopping around and saying ribbit, ribbit, ribbit? And I remember that was always funny to me. And daddy would point out how ridiculous it was to get upset when somebody attacks you or calls you out of your name or says something about you that isn't true. So I kept my daddy's words in my brain to sort of fortify me, I guess, and keep me strong and stop me from worrying about this boy calling me ugly. So there was this one day I went to class and I was not in the mood for Chivius's tomfoolery. I was over it. So he called me ugly and that was it. I swung my body around and looked at him in the face and said, if I'm so ugly, why do you keep looking at me? Just stop looking at me. And why are you talking to me? If you don't like me, don't talk to me. Just leave me alone. And then I saw Chivius's posture change. That was unexpected. He slunk down in his seat with his little shoulders slumped and hung his head ever so slightly with his eyes darting around the room behind his glasses. He suddenly looked uncomfortable and then he said something, Daily Cup family, that completely threw me. He said, can't you see I like you? I don't think you're ugly. I think you're pretty. That's why I said it. How could you not know that? You look at yourself in the mirror. You clearly know you're not ugly. I was so confused in my little adolescent brain. And after I paused for a moment from the shock of his statement, I then told Mr. Chivius, if you think I'm pretty, say that. You don't have to say mean things to people to get attention. If you want to be friends or if you like me, just say that. 
And then I turned around extra huffy, still feeling confused. But after that day, he never called me ugly again. Finally, I got some peace. But I was only able to withstand that petty childhood verbal attack that felt much more intense and significant at the time, mind you, because I kept my daddy's words locked in my brain. And you know, in our walk of faith, we go through attacks too. But the assault of the enemy is far greater and more intense than some petty childhood beef. But still, we have to keep our daddy's words, God's words, God's promises, God's principles top of mind in these seasons of attack to help us endure and overcome. Really early this morning, I was up reading the book of Nahum during my devotion time. And come to think of it, that may be what sparked that memory of my middle school verbal bully because the book of Nahum is quite fitting for anyone who may be under relentless attack and feels like the enemy just won't leave them alone and never will. Nahum is a short book, only three chapters, and you can think of it like the sequel to the book of Jonah. Because after Nineveh, which was the capital of Assyria, repented a century earlier when Jonah preached to them, they eventually returned to their wickedness and seemed to be suffering no consequences of their wrongdoing. They were, in fact, prospering. They were strong and imposing daily cut family, but God was not pleased with their wickedness and hard hearts. So God spoke through Nahum, who was one of the minor prophets in the Bible. And the minor prophets are called that not because they're less significant than the major prophets like, say, Jeremiah or Isaiah, but because their prophecies are briefer, they're shorter, they say less. But God said through Nahum that he would bring judgment against Nineveh. So then the book of Jonah highlights God's mercy toward Nineveh in response to their repentance. And on the contrary, Nahum highlights God's judgment against Nineveh in response to their unrepentance. Now, we don't really know much about the writer Nahum, except that he was a Jewish prophet writing to Jewish people, specifically Judah, the southern kingdom of Israel. And Nahum lived at a time when Assyria was threatening Judah's very existence, like a school bully that wouldn't leave them alone or anyone else alone for that matter. Nahum's name means compassion, consolation, or comfort. And that's fitting too, because he indeed brought comfort to Judah because he presented a message of hope to Israel at a time when Nineveh seemed unbeatable. And you know what happened? Just like the prophet said Nineveh would fall, this eventually came to pass. They weren't quite so invincible after all. I think it's also important for me to stress that when this word of victory, of hope, of comfort came forth from Nahum, the Assyrians were still in power, still thriving, still being cruel, still looking like no one could ever take them down. And that's an important detail because sometimes God will speak a word to you that doesn't look anything like what your life appears to be telling you at that time, won't he? I know he's done that in my life personally. Like previously, when I was very sick in 2016, suffering from rheumatoid arthritis and fibromyalgia that was so far gone, the doctors told me there was nothing they could do for me. Their best drug cocktails and therapies failed to stop those autoimmune diseases. And before God miraculously healed me at a prayer service in 2017, I had just gotten really bad. But he gave me a dream 
telling me that my healing would be all miraculous and that he would turn my situation around. I wrote about this very thing in my book, God Did It. I argued with God in that dream because I didn't believe that. I told him, "Mm, it'll be part practical and part miraculous. Like, yeah, medicine and doctors will help me. And then God, you'll do some too. But he let me know in that dream, no, ma'am, it will be my power alone. And he let doctors give up on me and tell me there was nothing they could do and let me feel devastated by that news so he could step in just as he said he would and reverse everything by his miraculous power alone. When doctors did my blood work, my scans, it was like nothing ever happened. It was an astounding miracle. Oh, glory to God bless his name. So I know personally that God will disrupt your problems with his promises like he did in Nahum. The enemy will be actively attacking you and God will minister a powerful word of victory to you when all you see around you is defeat and brokenness and failure. And that's when you have to keep your daddy's words in your heart to guard you. So God's plan was to destroy Nineveh as a way of punishing the Assyrians for their cruelty, not just to the southern kingdom of Judah, but to many nations. That's why this was a truly comforting message for the remaining Jews who were presently living under Assyria's shadow. God was saying, I am going to get that schoolyard bully and take him down. Nahum 3 characterizes Nineveh as the city of murder and lies and says she is crammed with wealth and is never without victims. The Assyrians were a terror, and from the looks of it, they always would be. But in Nahum 3 and 19, when they were strong and formidable, God sent Nahum to say this, Nothing can heal you. Your wound is fatal. All who hear the news about you clap their hands at your fall. For who has not felt your endless cruelty? The word obviously looked nothing like the reality of the moment, but I love something Nahum 2 and 2 in the New Living Translation says, and this is the good, encouraging part. God said through the prophet Nahum, even though the destroyer has destroyed Judah, the Lord will restore its honor. Israel's vine has been stripped of branches, but he will restore its splendor. God is saying, even though this has happened, the Lord will restore. Even though you're down today, the Lord will lift you up. Even though you're sick today, the Lord will heal you. Even though you're broken today, the Lord will mend you. Even though you're lacking today, the Lord will increase you. Even though you can't see what God is doing today, the Lord will reveal his purpose to you. And even though your enemy is bullying you and looks like he's winning today, the Lord will defeat your enemy. God sees what has happened to you. He knows you've been under attack. God is fully present in your circumstances and completely aware of what the devil has been up to. And even though the destroyer has destroyed some things, God is saying, but the Lord will restore. Oh, you've got to keep that but the Lord in your spirit. Tell yourself, I've been going through it and it hasn't been easy, but the Lord will bring me out. But the Lord will make a way. But the Lord will lift me up. But the Lord will rescue me. But the Lord will do the impossible for me. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, says Psalm 34, 19. But 
the Lord, there it is again, delivers him out of them all. And that's the scripture I'm stirring into your cup of inspiration today. And as you drink down the contents of your cup, take comfort. Hear daddy's voice in your ear telling you, I'm working this out. I know it looks like the enemy is prevailing and circumstances are contradicting me, but surely my word shall come to pass. It won't be easy every day, but the Lord sent Deanna Hobbs to tell you that victory is already yours. Stand firm and don't be shaken by what you see. It may look bad, but the Lord will cause all things to work together for your good. Now let's pray. God, I pray for this, my sister, this, my brother. The enemy has been attacking them, trying to convince them that what you said about them won't manifest and trying to intimidate them in their storm. But I thank you for bringing this word of comfort and assurance to let them know that you are a present help. And if they cling to your promises, everything you said you would do, you will do it. So we thank you in advance. And we celebrate like it's already done because whatever you speak always comes to pass, whatever the circumstances might look like. In Jesus' name, amen. Your daily cup of inspiration has been brought to you by Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, where we fuel your faith every day. For more information, log on to yourdailycupofinspiration.com. Thank you.